1: I know a place where we can go To
0: lay the troubles down eating your soul This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs Now, your host, Eric Cartier Senior pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church Like
1: a tide, it is rising up Deep inside a current that moves
2: From the crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Hope that you're doing well today. Thanks so much for joining me and hope that you're navigating the traffic okay. I'm really excited about today's show. I have Rich Bennett with me, the CEO and President of Life Network, a good friend of mine, a partner of ours in ministry. Rich, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Eric.
2: How's your day going?
1: It's been a busy few days. I I, w- I shared earlier. I thought today was Thursday until about eleven o'clock. So um, definitely a lot of great things happening in the in the wake of the Roe versus Wade decision. Um, but um, yeah, definitely a, a busy season.
2: Well, thanks so much for coming in. When I saw. Roe v Wade get overturned. I was really rejoicing and then my next thought is I've got to have Rich Bennett in to, to share his perspective of, of of what this this means so really appreciate your time and we've been praying for you and know it's such a, a vital time for the pregnancy resource center and life uh, network so I just wanted to maybe do a little bit of a history lesson uh, for some of our listeners uh, explain to us how did Roe versus Wade get overturned.
1: Yeah, and maybe even going back to, you know, I was all of 3 years old yeah. uh, in 1973 when Roe versus Wade was passed and it was really insightful for me in reading what is a 213 page opinion and it does have a fair amount of both the, the history that then points to um how it was overturned. And I think um, I have met a number of liberal uh, scholars, people who would consider themselves to be pro-choice, even pro-abortion over the years, who have said as a matter of law, as a matter of case law, Roe versus Wade uh, was never good case law. Hmm. Fundamentally, it's a, a classic example of the, of the court legislating, uh, which of course is not what the court is designed to do. And so I think when you read uh, what was a 5-4 majority for specifically overturning Roe Versus Wade, uh, you see pretty clearly that in that decision, uh, there's a belief by the five conservative justices that it should never have been in place in the first place.
2: It's pretty amazing, yeah. I, it's in my lifetime, all I've ever known is Roe v. Wade, you know, and so for this to be uh, overturned is is huge. and And then it was a case from Mississippi, correct, that brought it. To the Supreme Court. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So there was it, what was called the Dobbs case uh, came before the court. And interestingly, Mississippi uh, uh, it was pursuing a law that was saying at 15 weeks, uh, abortion would no longer be legal. And that was really what forced the issue. And both sides said uh, that you could not uh, decide in favor of Dobbs and leave Roe versus Wade intact, and and in the end, that is in fact what happened. In terms okay. of uh, the Missouri or the Mississippi law was upheld, and you know there's one there's one piece of that Mississippi law that I think is worth sharing in terms of. Uh, it talks very specifically about uh, those moments in life that we've learned over the last five decades show very clearly that it's, it's a human life. And it starts with something we see every day in our pregnancy centers, Eric, which is a heartbeat hmm. at five to six weeks. And um, in actually the Dobbs uh, case decision, it says the legislator found that th- at five, six weeks gestational age, you could see a baby's heartbeat. At eight weeks, the unborn human being begins to move about in the womb. At nine weeks, all basic physiological functions are present. At 10 weeks, vital organs begin to function. At 11 weeks, an unborn human being's diaphragm is developing. And at 12 weeks, the unborn human being has taken on the human form in all relevant respects. Wow. We see that unfold every day in our three pregnancy centers. And that was actually in the original Dobbs decision that then is repeated uh, in the Roe decision, just the very clear evidences of life.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. I think that one of the things that God has used to bring us to this point is all of the medical knowledge and technology that we have. You know, maybe back in 1973, there wasn't near as much medical information. But with the ultrasound, the 3D ultrasound, we know that we know that this baby is a, is alive and well, heart beating, and, and it's just viable a creation of, of God in his image. And, and that knowledge, and I know God uses that at the Pregnancy Resource Center every day when a woman comes and receives a free ultrasound and goes, wow, this is my baby, you know. Yeah, and so
1: much has changed in five decades, Eric. Yeah. Uh, in fact, even in the Roe decision itself, um, that decision at the time talked about the age of viability at 27 weeks. Mm. And here we are, 49 years later, babies have been born as early as 21, 22 weeks, yeah. fairly routinely. Yeah. Uh, and so science has developed our understanding uh, of when life develops. And again, that's purely from a science standpoint. Obviously, the Bible gives pretty clear guidelines that life begins at conception. Right. Um, but uh, if you don't have that as a backdrop, just look at science. Yeah. And you can see pretty clearly uh, a heartbeat now at six weeks. That would not have been as evident uh, you know, 50 years ago. Yeah. But now our clients come face-to-face with that reality every day.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. How does this pan out on a state-to-state uh, level? In a few minutes, we'll talk more about... Colorado, but I know you're studying this and aware of this. You know, from from your research, how many states uh, do you think are, are going in a way of restricting abortion? You know, right now there are
1: 11 definitively that will have uh, protections in place for the unborn. And in the next 30 days, 11 is expected to grow to 19 states Mm -hmm. that, again, 30 days from now will definitively be places uh, where unborn babies are protected, Uh, which means in 31 states there's going to be variation. Uh, I think what's going to happen is you're going to have those 19, maybe that number will grow by another state or two, and then you will have uh, the bulk of the rest of the states, which sadly don't include Colorado, that are going to have restrictions somewhere between uh, allowing abortion but not past 13, 18, 20 weeks. And that's kind of what we're seeing there. And then there are six states, and that includes Colorado, that are going to continue to allow abortion up until birth.
2: Wow. So Colorado is really uh, aggressive in the abortion laws, and let's talk about that next. I know a few months back this spring, uh, a new abortion law was passed here in Colorado, and and I think it, it happened so quick that a lot of Coloradoans still really aren't aware of what that law really means
1: yeah and fundamentally it means the the reverse of what's happening in those nineteen states that yeah. there is literally no protection for preborn babies uh, in in the forty weeks time that a mom is typically pregnant and so uh, until birth uh, that child has no protection under Colorado law it does mean a change from previous law in that that would include uh, you know if um, that mother uh, experienced a fatality and that baby was lost as well. Previously that would have been a loss of two lives. And now under Colorado law mm. it's it's one life. Because again, that pre-born baby has no protection under Colorado law. And no, so that no
2: legal is, rights.
1: No legal rights at all. Mm. Uh, and that is that is pretty extreme. And and again, uh, we're now just one of six states that have that uh, that extreme you know states uh, like vermont oregon uh, new mexico our neighbor uh, as well as alaska and new jersey and so a uh, pretty pretty small company there and you know i'm still hoping uh, that that might be an opportunity to uh, s- uh, see that change in in the months and years ahead
2: yeah that's great well thanks for listening to crosswalk colorado springs i have rich bennett with me the CEO and president of Life Network. Just a watershed moment in our country where Roe versus Wade was overturned. And we're going to talk about after the break... What does this specifically mean for Colorado? What does it mean for Colorado Springs? I think you'll definitely want to stay tuned and and stay with us and come back uh, for that. also want to remind you that today's show does turn into a podcast. And so if you miss uh, part of today's show, go to Crosswalk Colorado Springs, anywhere you find your podcasts, and you'll find us. So stay with us. You're listening to 100.7 The Word. You are here, moving in. Welcome back to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for listening. Hope that you're doing well. Talking about the Roe versus Wade decision that was overturned. Got Rich Bennett with me, the CEO and president of Life Network, specifically talking about Colorado's law on abortion Recently, a new law uh, was passed, abortion right up to the moment of birth. Uh, sounds like we're only one of a handful of states uh, that will will do that. So this really makes Colorado uh, an island state for abortion, unfortunately, uh, with the passing of, of Roe versus Wade. So maybe explain that a little bit where New Mexico's at, where our surrounding neighboring states are, and and how that's going to affect Colorado. Yeah, Eric,
1: before the break, we talked about 19 states that will protect unborn babies uh, in an unprecedented way, uh, you know, in states like Idaho that are nearby, Texas that are nearby, Oklahoma. Uh, Kansas actually is going to have a a ballot issue that will decide exactly what they're going to do. I think they'll restrict... Uh, But the bottom line is, with the exception of New Mexico, we will be surrounded by states that will either restrict or not permit abortion. And we are already seeing where women then are coming to Colorado uh, to get an abortion. And sometimes that's the first trimester, uh, and sometimes that's later. And it is actually increasing opportunities for us at Life Network and our three Colorado Springs Pregnancy Centers as well. People who are still wrestling with that decision and prior to that abortion appointment are coming in uh, and seeing us, and many of those interactions actually are happening by phone, mm-hmm. uh, where we're getting the opportunity to talk to somebody in Texas, to talk to somebody in Oklahoma, and our goal is not have them drive to Colorado Springs so that we can do a free ultrasound. In that case, we're going to connect them with their local pregnancy yeah. center, and our team's actually gotten really adept at, at doing just that. And so, uh, it's not unusual for us to have ten, fifteen minute conversations with people in those surrounding states uh, who are reaching out and searching Colorado Pregnancy Center, Colorado abortion, finding us, and we're getting the opportunity to step into those moments.
2: And I know you have a marketing background, and God really uses that at Life Network, because when someone's searching abortion services Colorado, a lot of times Life Network comes up and they may call. And so Life Network is getting a lot more contacts with people out of state that because of all of this are are looking to come to Colorado for abortion services but finding life-affirming message through Life Network.
1: That's right. We're going to talk about all three options that are available uh, to a young woman uh, here in Colorado, uh, which is parenting, which is making an adoption plan, and which sadly is abortion. And um, We're going to talk about the implications of all of those options. And even for a woman uh, who is really set on abortion, uh, particularly if she's thinking about uh, doing that by mail order, which is, uh, despite media reports to the contrary, really puts her at risk. Yeah. Um, you cannot tell through a telehealth appointment uh, where somebody is in a pregnancy. Uh, you cannot tell if that's an ectopic pregnancy. Um, you cannot be able to control um, where that person is in their pregnancy because the abortion pill after 10, 11 weeks uh, becomes extremely risky for for that woman. And so encourage them to come in.
2: May not even really be aware of that, that the abortion pill now – come directly to you in the mail. You can do uh, a, a visit online over the phone, and then they'll send you the abortion pill in the mail. It
1: really is horrifying, Eric. This was a a COVID creation in March 2020, where it was deemed essential services, Mm. and the only way to provide that essential service was to do a telehealth appointment. And here we are two years later, and it's never gone away. Mm. Uh, But all those things, um, in terms of gestational age of the baby, uh, is that baby in the uterus, is that baby viable? Of course you can't do that, Via telehealth appointment, you have to do an in person appointment. And that's where even an abortion minded woman will provide that service free to her, as well as an STD test, which, if she does an at home abortion, puts her at risk. Her fertility, her future fertility, is at risk if she has uh, an abortion and an STD simultaneously. Again, those are all things that can only be done via in-person appointment. And those are going to be the kind of conversations um, that we can talk about and maybe get the opportunity for a young woman to really just take a breath and think fully about the situation she's in and all of the options that are available to her, and ideally the father of that baby as well.
2: I think God has really raised up Life Network and the body of Christ in Colorado Springs for such a time as this. And I think... The majority of believers, I know for me and for you, we go, Man, we really wish we didn't have this such uh, abusive abortion law in Colorado, aggressive abortion law in Colorado, uh, but it's here. And how do we respond as believers? And I think the best way is really through Life Network and the Pregnancy Resource Center. And I know there's a lot of believers that volunteer, there's a lot of believers that give. You've, you've got a wonderful staff, but it's really a, a beacon of light and a beacon of hope. And there's women, moms, dads that are deciding to choose to, to have their baby and, and get help and, and parenting. And, and it's it's saving lives. And think it's going to be even more important uh, in the days to come.
1: I I do think you're right. I think we can simultaneously live in the tension of celebrating that hundreds of thousands of babies will now be saved around the country and on some level be disappointed about where we are as a state from an abortion law standpoint and know that God is still moving, as we've talked about, in mighty ways here in Colorado, here in Colorado Springs through pregnancy centers uh, like the Colorado Springs Pregnancy Center and many others throughout our state.
2: Have you guys been experiencing any hostility? Are you hearing of other life-affirming pregnancy resource centers, being vandalized, those types of things? Yeah, so, so far,
1: and, and it's a little bit muddy, the exact numbers. To the best of my knowledge, there have been about 40 pregnancy centers that have experienced vandalism. Some have experienced broken windows. Five or six of those in the extreme have had fire damage, and that's where it really starts to get scary. Uh, where they have caught camera footage in, in these circumstances, uh, it's usually one or two people with a spray paper. Can And not that that's not going to be a hassle to clean up and to deal with. Uh, the bottom line is, um, we, curr- we currently have great lighting, uh, great uh, alarm systems, uh, security cameras at our centers. Uh, if something does happen overnight, uh, we're going to clean up and we're going to be there uh, the next day and the day after that. And, you know, that is not going to deter the important services uh, that we provide uh, women who are facing unexpected pregnancies in our centers
2: and i'm sure there's some extra cost that goes with that if listeners want to to give how do they do that yeah. Yeah, our website is the letter E for everyone,
1: life lifenetwork.com, com, And we have seen a sweet outpouring from uh, churches like yours, from churches around the city, and individuals, many of whom have never been a part of our ministry before. And just this, this flash moment has caused them to say, um, I've said I'm pro-life, and now I want to do something about it. And they're stepping in. Uh, And we've had a number of new monthly supporters. That really is huge, just that consistent Mm -hmm. month-to-month support. Uh, But one-time gifts are amazing. We've had people who want to volunteer, and certainly that's a need as well.
2: You know, we're going to head to break in just a moment, but I'd like to tackle that right after the break. Is Maybe I've been pro-life but really haven't taken any practical steps to to get involved in the pro-life movement. And how people can do that. I think it's a lot easier than people uh, may, may think. And there's, there's some great avenues to be able to do that through uh, Life Network have Rich Bennett with me today, the CEO and President of Life Network here in Colorado Springs. We're talking about the really important uh, decision of Roe v. Wade being overturned, what's happening on the national level, and then also how that ap- impacts us here in Colorado. Stay with us because we're going to be specifically looking at how do we get involved? You know, as believers, we have this conviction that God is the author of life. But what are, what are some ways that we can step into this space and, and really sh- share? the hope and love of uh, Jesus Christ. So this is Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric Cartier. Rich Bennett is with me today on 100.7 The Word. Stay with us. We've got a lot for you in just a moment. Welcome back to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope that you're doing well, navigating the traffic. Also want to remind you that today's show turns into a podcast podcast. Crosswalk Colorado Springs, anywhere you find your podcasts. Rich Bennett is with me, CEO and President of Life Network. We're talking about, okay, I'm pro-life, and I've had that position for a while, but never really done anything with it. Uh, How would you encourage us uh, as listeners, as the body of Christ, like how do we get involved in the pro-life movement?
1: Yeah, and I think for a number of people who are pro-life, um, you know they've expressed that maybe in terms of candidates that they've supported in elections, and and certainly that's important. And we've seen the importance of that even yeah. in this decision, yeah. in terms of who was president that was able to appoint justices right. that overturned a law that really shouldn't have been there in the first place. So I think you know that plays certainly huge. a role. Yeah. Uh, you know, Eric, I know you're aware of the ministry that uh, occurs outside uh, of our city's Planned Parenthood and the prayer ministry that happens yeah. there. Um, God God works through that, and yeah, we does. see clients come through our pregnancy center hmm. doors as a result of that prayerful presence, and we have a great partnership uh, with the people who do that. And then certainly through through our ministry and through our pregnancy centers, uh, we have people who faithfully pray. Uh, weekly or monthly, uh, hundreds of them around the city. And when you consider the spiritual warfare we face every day, that prayer covering is vital. And so as we talk about security, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll tick through all of the practical, tangible things that, uh, that are wise to have in place, but really it starts with that prayer covering. And yes, so yeah. uh, you can always find information on our website about specific ways week to week to pray for our center. We couldn't possibly do what we do without volunteers. Yeah. And I had a gentleman come up to me after I shared in a church uh, at for Sanctity of Human Life Month uh, a couple years ago, and he said, I'm tired of pretending uh, to be pro-life. Mm. And I said, tell me about that. Yeah. And he said, well, I've said that I'm pro-life, but I've never really done anything about it. Well, that gentleman is now an excellent fatherhood coach mm. and one of 22 guys who is pouring into other guys who are stepping up and saying, you know what? I didn't have a great fatherhood role model, uh, but if you'll teach me, if you'll come alongside Me um, And and we'll also provide him material resources that he and that mom are earning. Uh, And we do that for moms, obviously, as well. And so um, because we are going to do a record 1000 plus ultrasounds this year, uh, we need parenting coaches. That's a Mm -hmm. practical, tangible way. And uh, if you're a parent. Uh, you certainly, uh, there is no parent that got it all right. Uh, that's right, yeah. Uh, and so... Um, I can attest to that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's actually part of the qualification, is uh, you've made mistakes, you've learned from from them, you've been humbled by them, and out of that humility, um, we're going to teach you to come alongside uh, a client and, uh, you know, don't let the enemy tell you, well, I can't do it because I've, I've failed in this way and that right. way. If you have a heart and a calling by God. Uh, we have volunteers that work in our pregnancy center, uh, whether it's uh, a chaperone, for an ultrasound, whether it's being trained to be a client advocate, uh, to come along uh, side of a young woman who is considering uh, abortion, uh, who is just facing an unexpected pregnancy, and help her navigate through that situation, uh, we have volunteers in our thrift store, mm-hmm. and so we'll have people. I love just, the thrift store. They'll yeah. start down the path of some of these other places, and they'll say, "You know what? I just don't think I'm cut out uh, to do those roles, uh, but I want to be a part of what God is doing." And the thrift store—it is amazing. Way to minister to our clients, uh, where there are, are hundreds of gift cards that are getting redeemed by clients who are in our parenting mm-hmm. program. Uh, and of course, it, it benefits and blesses the community, uh, and I think our team does a great job there. So there are a number of ways to, to tangibly volunteer your time uh, once a week. Uh, and serve in a number of different areas in our ministry. And of course, we always appreciate those who financially partner with us, uh, whether it's a church, an individual, uh, whether it's monthly or a one-time gift, all of that is significant. And the bottom line is we cannot do what we're talking about doing without that financial support because all of those services are free.
2: Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's really awesome. One of the things that has been on my heart and mind here just this week is— as I was having breakfast with a friend uh, yesterday, and we were talking about Roe v. Wade and it being overturned and just, just our perspective. And uh, there was a lady sitting right behind me in a, in a booth. And after us talking for like five or ten minutes, she got up and walked out like she was offended. Now, now that was my perception. I, I don't, don't know. And at first I felt a little bad about oh, maybe some, something we said offended her, but I relived our conversation and and we were sharing the truth of life when sharing the truth that uh, God has created us. He's the author of life. We're we're made in his image. And this may sound really simple, but I think one of the ways that we can take a step in pro-life is, is talking about abortion, you know, and, and even talking about it in the marketplace and, at a restaurant, you know, at a at a soccer game, and this little moment in time where Roe v. Wade has been overturned, we we do have an opportunity to talk about God's message of of life. And those, I pray that that overheard conversation in time, God uses that in that in that lady's life. And I know that seems really simple, but we can easily be pro life and never talk about it, I mean, maybe never even talk about it with our kids, with our grandkids. Um, and I used to be a youth pastor, and, and you know this as well. Is is a lot of Christian kids make mistakes. I mean, we're we're sinners, and, and Christian kids make mistakes with sex. And and a lot of uh, girls that come in to the pregnancy resource center are are believers, you know. And and as as parents of teens, to be able to talk with our kids about sex and pregnancy, and to be able to say, hey, if you if you ever do make a mistake, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home. And you feel this pressure to never make a mistake. And, and then when you do as a Christian kid, you're left with, do I talk to my parents or not? And letting your, your teens know, hey, if you, if you make a mistake in this area, this is a safe place. Mom and dad are a safe place for you to be able to come and talk to. And I just, I just wonder how many Christian kids have went off and got an abortion because they felt guilt and shame. And instead of talking to their parents, they felt like there was no other option. And that's a hard conversation to have as a parent, right? It, but it's so important. you know. That's a way of being pro-life.
1: We right. had a dramatic uh, instance of that with a young woman I'll call Natalie just a few weeks ago who came into our center, a uh, high school student, and absolutely petrified, uh, felt like she had to have an abortion because my parents will kill me. Um, and, uh, both our client advocate and our nurse, um, once we discerned that her family situation was, was really a safe situation, uh, to to go home and talk to her parents, she did. And that next appointment was an in-person appointment with them as well, where they wrapped around her. Mm. And even though she was convinced uh, that they were that they were going to kill her. They might have been disappointed, but they stepped up and they surrounded her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now Natalie's expecting a baby in a matter of weeks. And Eric, what you're touching on is uh, we do need to talk about it, and how we talk about it mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. And I think well, what you said is exactly right. Um, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory yes, of God. Right. Yeah. Uh, and abortion is one of countless ways that that happens. Uh, but we know there are over 60 million women. Uh, who have experienced abortion in the 49 years since Roe versus Wade. That is a lot of hurt. Mm -hmm. That is a lot of pain. And some of the strongest reactions you see online, you know, if you talked about this verdict and you had somebody unfriend you in social media, um, chances are that person's had a personal experience and it's out of that hurt that they're reacting. Now, that's not guaranteed, but that is often the case. And so, you know, our post-abortion healing program that I know you know well, Bridges of Heart Hope uh, is an opportunity over nine weeks to provide post-abortion healing. And I'm actually really excited. We've got a group of eight women uh, that are about to go uh, through our latest latest, uh, Riches of Hope weekend. And whether it's a weekend retreat or a nine-week program, there is profound healing uh, for those who have experienced abortion in the past. And so, um, you know, talking about it, talking about it in a way that is uh, just the reality that, again, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God.
2: I think that's something that we want to be really mindful of. And right after the break, to dive into a little bit more of post-abortive care I'm sure there's some listeners that have had abortion or participated in abortion, and there's absolute healing. And it's really important for us to, to talk about. So you're listening to 100.7 The Word. Stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. The Welcome back to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. This is Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Rich Bennett is with me, the CEO and president of Life Network. Talking about Roe v. Wade being overturned, how it impacts Colorado. One thing I have observed as a pastor is this decision with Roe v. Wade has really brought abortion back up for the nation, but individuals. And and for women that have had abortion, men that have participated, encouraged an an abortion, it really brings up a a lot of pain. And I think as a church, the body of Christ, the Big C Church— those that have gone through an abortion may feel ostracized or or God's forgiveness isn't really for me. And the reality of it is, is, as a church, we could do a better job of proclaiming the message of freedom that comes through the blood of Jesus Christ, that, that Jesus really does die for our sin, and, and abortion is a sin like other sin, but Jesus has paid for it, and there's forgiveness and and healing, and that's what's so exciting about Bridges of Hope. And and for any listeners that are like, I need healing uh, from an an abortion going through an abortion, need healing in my heart, they can contact Life Network and go through a confidential Bible study, and really. And I've talked with women that have gone through that study, and it's life changing for them. had gone years with really never talking about their abortion and feeling like they were fine, but the freedom and the healing that they found from Christ through that study. Uh, But so important to know there is forgiveness, there is healing. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted.
1: Yeah, the enemy loves it when we in isolation just heap guilt and shame upon ourselves uh, and maybe even through perceiving others reactions uh, or hearing others reactions that just heaps further guilt and shame. And one of the beautiful things about Bridges of Hope is it's almost always done in the context of community. And women maybe intellectually know that they're not alone, but to actually not be alone and be in a group of four, five, six, seven, um, and just together hearing their story through other stories and understanding the reality of Scripture that you just shared, uh, which is uh, we're all sinners and there is healing available because... Um, I mean, I have met women in their 60s that have never really allowed that healing to penetrate their hearts, and just the enemy has wreaked havoc in their lives, and that's tragic. Yeah. And so uh, I love that we have a program uh, that is a confidential program. If there's a listener out there that says, I want to know more, you know, type Bridges of Hope online, you'll find us. Uh, We do have a confidential phone line, which is the local number, 719-355-1177, 355-1177. 1177, but um, profound healing, as you said. And I know you've talked to people. Mm. Uh, we took a call in the last program uh, for, that we did uh, from somebody who has experienced that healing. Yeah. It's profound, and um, it's just freeing.
2: It really is. I think for all of us, one of the ways that Satan really gets us is isolation. You know, we, we have a, a past sin in our life, and it's so painful to, to talk about, we don't ever talk about it, and then we're we're isolated in that struggle. And so many times, the freedom comes when you can talk about it, when you when you talk with a trusted brother, Christ, sister in Christ, a, a pastor, bridges of of hope, and, and getting it, saying it out loud. And you maybe know in your head that you're you're forgiven, but then I'm struggling with receiving God's forgiveness, and God comes in that moment and brings a tremendous uh, healing. But I think it is a a really important time to be reminding people of of the forgiveness that there is in, in Christ that that he really does forgive us of our sin and heal our our, our broken hearts.
1: Well, and the enemy also lies to us that say, you know, that says, a lie that says somehow if I've committed this sin, I can't choose a different path in the future. And it surprised me, but it really shouldn't have. When I first um, went from the board to being in the building five and a half years ago, women that were coming in having already experienced two or three abortions and were wrestling with doing that again— and it was really just the 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 false narrative in their head of i can't choose another option mm. Um, We see that with students in classrooms who are sexually active, and they somehow need to be awakened to the reality that they don't need to continue to feel that guilt and that shame that comes with those decisions um, and the consequences that can come with those decisions. And so um, understanding uh, that past sin does not dictate the future you.
2: Mm. I think that's really good. That's really powerful. That's the power of the gospel. Amen. Yeah, that's good news. I know Life Network just had Walk for Life uh, first weekend in June. How did it go? Tremendous. It was such a blessing and
1: encouragement, especially in this year, right, to have over 2,500 individuals Mm. gather at Memorial Park. It was a beautiful day. It was a record-setting day from an attendance standpoint, and we did meet our fundraising goal as well. And so if you're out there, uh, you sponsored a walker, as so many of you did, or you walked or ran yourself, as I know you ran in the 5K, Um, all of that makes a difference for life in our city and it was just such a blessing and encouragement to see so many people out. And, of course, our friends from Salem, from Marty the Moose, and, yeah, and uh, they Hannah did a and Brett in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so great to partner with them. Um, but just so many people in our city coming together to say life matters, and we want to put our feet uh, to our pro-life commitment. It was really sweet to see.
2: One of the things I love about Life Network is it really is an expression of the body of Christ as a whole, We've got so many wonderful churches throughout the city, and the churches coming together to stand for life, it's really cool. Uh, from the Walk for Life to all the volunteers, all the people that give, it's really the body of Christ in Colorado Springs on display in
1: We had a record number of, we had walkers from over 145 churches this year. Uh, So I think we're hitting about the halfway point in terms of just sheer number of churches that are in the city uh, that uh, showed up and said that I want to walk. And so uh, that's a real encouragement as well. And you're right, uh, as a uh, parachurch ministry, we're an extension of the church. And so to see churches come alongside us uh, is a tremendous encouragement as well.
2: That's awesome. Well, there's been so much uh, for us to talk about and and digest and and think through. I I really like what you said earlier in the show that we can rejoice and celebrate in Roe v. Wade being overturned. That does result in the saving of thousands of lives. Uh, There will be several states, looks like possibly 19 states uh, that uh, will really uh, limit abortion, Um, and then a lot of other states that will Restrict, uh, but then we have the other side that Colorado is one of six states that will have have abortion up to the the moment of of birth, and so it really is bittersweet. And I, but I think it is appropriate to to rejoice in Roe v. Wade being overturned. This is a historic moment, and laws do matter in, in our country. Uh, but then also to be grieved over what's happening in Colorado and, and be stirred to pray and be stirred to to reach out with God's love.
1: Amen. And be assured uh, that even though Colorado's laws are where they are, uh, God is still moving in profound ways through our pregnancy centers. Uh, We had a woman just over 20 weeks ago, came in convinced she had to have an abortion at 20 weeks in her pregnancy. Mm. She left undecided and we had not heard from her. And just last week, in fact, the day before the Dobbs decision, she came in with her little baby girl and said, I just wanted to to circle back with you and let you know the difference that you made in my life, and what's really sweet is uh, that little girl was was sleeping in her baby carrier, and mm. they, pe- they peeled back the blanket, and there was a little wave, and the nurse that had done the ultrasound said, I saw that same wave on an ultrasound 20 weeks ago. Wow. And so um, that is the kind of, of difference uh, that we can make for life, uh, even though our state is where it is uh, on abortion, and we see that kind of life-changing impact every day.
2: That's awesome. So if you're wanting to get involved, search Life Network, Colorado Springs. You'll find Life Network there. And Rich, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you, Eric. Always a pleasure.
2: Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great night and know that the Lord's with you and he loves you. Until next time, this is 100.7 The Word.